was the whole thing silent the whole time because my mic was muted. Okay, I think it was because y'all did not hear me. But hey, my anthem's working now, so hold on one second. <laughs> we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the government. And whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute a new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence, indeed, will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes, and accordingly all experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer, while evils are sufferable, than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations, pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty, to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. You're tuning into The Constitutionalist with Donnie the Don. Don't be political property. Be free. Hello, hello, everybody. Thank you for hopping in. Um, not a full show, obviously. This is a short one from 7.30. It's a full show, but there's a few things I want to talk about. Um, so I want to talk about free speech. I want to talk about Elon Musk, Twitter. And gab.com. Um, first, let me go in a fun thing real quick. Let me put gab.com into the section. Um, gab.com, um, <laughs> they comment to um, Elon that they had an offer uh, for him. And let me go ahead and get into uh, gab.com's offer to Elon Musk. Um, because I've been a big, I never, I didn't hear of Elon, I didn't hear of Gab. Until I think two, I think 2019, maybe, maybe 2020 is when I heard of them. Um, I never heard of them before. And so when everyone was getting kicked off and censorship was really heavy on Twitter, a lot of people were going to, to Gab. Um, but Gab gets ignored a lot by the big name public figures. And there, I think there's a big reason for that. I think it depends on um, if they're going to get paid, if they're going to get special treatment or, or certain things like that. And and also too, like people have to realize both sides have their own versions of censoring people. And so with Gap actually being a actual free speech platform, it's um they're not gonna be able to do that. And also too, if you if you look at the mentality of a lot of the users on there, when I talk about the constitution and things like that, people typically um tend to understand and see where I'm coming from on Gab more so than on Twitter. Um they don't have all that the huge influence of people and I feel like that's where the huge battle is with Twitter, is who wants to be the one in power? Who wants to be the one who has all the influence? And so um, Gab sent an offer over to Elon Musk in the comment section. Um, the first one they did, I think had like 16 some thousand likes last time I saw it when it was posted. Um, he said, Elon, I founded Gab in 2016 because I believe in its potential to be a platform for free speech around the globe. I believe free speech is a uh, societal imperative for a functioning constitutional federal republic. 
However, since founding Gab, I realized that in order to provide a free speech platform, you must also have free speech internet infrastructure. Gab has since uh, transformed from merely a social network into a free uh, speech internet um, infrastructure company. We build our own servers, our own email servers, our own payment processor, and so much more. Not because they want to, but because we had no choice if we were going to continue to exist. So real quick before we move forward on that, I don't know if y'all know Gap's story. They started off and made it a, a platform, like it's through free speech. They went on the app stores and everything. They got kicked off because um, these app stores do not want free speech. So a lot of times, in a sense, depending on the app and who's talking and doing certain things, if the Apple and Google don't want them, or including Amazon, they'll kick them off. So Gab went through all that already. That's why they have their own servers. That's why they have their own everything built from scratch, and they're not depending on any uh, platform. But they lost all that. And then here comes other people claiming that they want to have free um, free speech platforms. Um, but they really don't have free speech because you're finding out people are actually being censored on these other platforms like a Gitter or True Social. Um, so and and I think they're watching out because they don't want to lose, the you know, I guess a censor app on um, these platforms. So and honestly, I think when we really come down to really wanting to have free speech, um, we had to hit where where is heading home. Who's the ones deciding um, who can say what they can and can't say? And so I'm also thinking about this too. Who's funding it? I we're actually funding the censorship. Like, you know, a lot of these news outlets they 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 only exist still because we're funding it. The government's giving them money. Um, the same with like a Twitter, these major platforms, like, you know, like with Colin and stuff, like they raise their own money. They do their own thing. Like they started their own business, but you know, I'm, I'm quite sure that, um, uh, Colin's not being funded by the government. Um, and, um, so when, when they get bigger and they start hitting radars, they, they then they start attacking platforms where they don't want people to be able to speak freely. And so when I talk to people about Gab.com and, you know, people like, man, I'm tired of Twitter censoring. And it's like, well, do you actually want a free speech or do you want to stay on Twitter? So I honestly, I honestly don't believe that Twitter does have the right to censor people. Some people try to say, oh, they're a private company. They can do what they want. But, you know, you have to think about private companies don't have the right to infringing rights either. So you have to think about those certain things to certain talking points that people have said or pushed and said that you don't have certain rights that you actually do have. Um, so that's, let me go back to the rest of what uh, he said on the letter. So I wanted to give you a little backstory on Gab. And real quick, I started an account on there. I have engagement, which I can post the same thing on Gitter. And I don't have True Social, but any of these other platforms, zero engagement, none. On Gab, I have 20,000 followers that I had gained over there. And that's really hard to get to over there on Gab, get that many people, because people typically just kind of like, mm, I have to really like what you say. And I had to maybe see it 10 times to uh, back you and support you. But there's different groups in there you can get in and talk to and stuff like that. But like Gab is, it has millions of users in it. It has millions of users. When I was running for office and I had posted it on Gab, I actually had more traction um, from Gap, the, the CEO of Gap, Andrew, reposting it. People, um, on my website was, they were on my website all day long, all over the nation. Oh, from Gap. Gap has a lot of potential. I think a lot of businesses, um, will do really well with Gap. Um, so Gap is great. Um, it's kind of like a, a Twitter, Facebook kind of hybrid, um, ordeal. And you're not going to have to worry about losing your account. Um, uh, for the most part. Now, if you're someone who posts porn, 
or illegal actions on there, you will get kicked off. Um, you know, I don't know if you lose your account, but they'll probably tell you to remove them from that stuff off your page. But yeah, porn is a, a no go on uh, Gab. So, um, the next uh, piece here with Elon Musk, I I still stand on what I said about um, people looking for a captain. Save a hoe. I think there's some things that us as American citizens we've could have done um, by now to fight this because obviously our our um, Congress is not going to do anything about the censorship. They are part of it, as I've noticed. Um, that there's certain things that we could do. Um, there's someone had suggested Cole Allen. He comes on my stuff a lot. And there's a guy named Israel. They were talking about the people um, coming together and um, paying uh, for the multiple shares. It's like. I don't know why. How come we haven't gone out there and protested out outside all the Twitters and Facebooks, um, demanding we we're not going to leave until they stop censoring us? I bet you, if it was like some other kind of group or organization, they would, you know, they would do that and pressure people to do certain things. But I haven't really seen us necessarily fight about it, besides on Twitter. So let me pull this real quick. Something that Elon Musk did say, and I will give him credit. I do like what he said. I think it's a start. I don't think that's, I don't think he's necessarily thinking about the first amendment. He just talked about free speech. That's what he's talking about. So let me find it because, you know, you guys, I'm skeptical of pretty much anyone who tries to say they want to help with free speech because everyone who said it has not done anything about it. And it's crazy because America is supposed to be the most free country in the world, but yet their people are censored on social media. Regardless if you like what someone says, regardless if you don't like it, then don't listen. Block them. Don't listen to them. It, it's, it's really that simple. But the fact to try to silence someone completely, that's for me that I feel like it's narcissistic. Like when you don't have a voice and actually that's really dangerous. And that's one reason why I, like, I keep bringing it up. Abolitionists were censored. They try to claim that, oh, if these people saw what was going on here, there'll be violence. All this chaos will go on. But what do you think? Why do you think there would be violence and chaos? What are you doing to people? And you're silencing them. So real quick, let's put what Elon Musk had said real quick. Let me unmute this. Hold on, guys. It's, Hold it's on. damn annoying. Damn and a good sign as to whether there's free speech is, uh, is, is someone you don't like allowed to say something you don't like? And if that is the case, then we have free speech. And it's, it's damn annoying when someone you don't like says something you don't like. That is a sign of a healthy, functioning, uh, free speech situation. And a good sign as to whether this- Absolutely. I agree with that. If that's what, he, if, if he means it, then I, I'm down with that. Cause that's, that's, that's 100% true. Just because I don't like what you say, I don't want you to be silenced. Why, why should I silence you? That means, honestly, for me, if I'm like, you know what? Shut up. And I'm, and I start calling you names. That means I already lost the conversation. I can't, I can't intellectually, um, discuss a conversation with you. So why is it that a particular people, and then both, like I said, both sides have their own versions of censorship. We just realized that one seems pretty heavy on it. And the other one doesn't seem as outlandish because they claim they support free speech. I, I, my thing is, um, there's, there's no one above God, right? And he gives us the choice to say things we want. He doesn't pull our tongue out. He doesn't make us mute us so we can't say certain things. 
So why on earth is it okay for another human being to do that to me? You're not above God. So what makes you think that you can tell me what I can and can't say? There's things I don't want to hear. And when someone calls, um, says bad things about black people and they use the N word and things like that, you know what? F you. F you. I'm not talking to you. I'm going to listen to you because that's my choice not to listen to you. But you're going to say what you're going to say regardless. But I do want to know how you really feel, though. So I know to stay away from you because this whole time you've been pretending and, and, and censoring yourself from saying certain things. And on the inside, you hate me. I wonder one had nothing to do with you. And I think, honestly, it's safer for us to know how people actually think and feel so we know not to be around them. So that's my my quick uh, foretake on the free speech, Elon Musk, Twitter, and Gab.com. I, do, I want to eventually try to get Andrew on here. He does follow me on both his, his platform and on Twitter. But um, I'm going to try to get him on here so we can talk some more about Gab.com. Um, they... But it's 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 free. You can use it for free. Um, you can have special features and things like that where you can um, you can you know get a premium uh, version of Gab. But you still have the same functioning tools as everyone else. But you'll be able to verify yourself. You'll be able to have a a, a, a TV show um, on there if you want it to. And actually, there should here soon be launching um, their version of Twitter Spaces or Zoom. Like you can talk like we do now here. And honestly, I must still keep obviously keep using Colin because it's my spot. But I can like record them at the same time kind of ordeal with each other. But um, yeah, this is we have other options. There's just no one talks about them and the people depend on someone to save them. They turn to Elon. They turn to they turn to Trump. They turn to DeSantis. They turn to the Republican or Democrat Party to do whatever instead of them doing it themselves. And honestly, one of the first steps you can do if you actually truly support free speech is to hop on Gap, regardless of what political beliefs you have. There's all kinds of people on there. They just act like there's only one group. And a lot of times we do get into disagreements on certain things and how things should be done over there. It's not an echo chamber. We all sit there and kumbaya and agree with each other. I get in my little Gap gab debates over there. Um, but I thought I had someone sitting here waiting to go next. The constitutionalist on Gap. It was, it's everywhere, every platform that I'm on is Donnie the Don. Because that's how, that's, that's where y'all have found me and, and know me from. So every platform I handle is Donnie the Don, um, D-O-N-I-T-H-E, D-O-N, uh, Bob. So on every other platform, if besides True Social for the most part, I'm on it, but it's Donnie the Don on everything, but we are the, I'm the constitutionalist on everything. Hey, David, I'm going to go ahead and pull you up. Um, I'm making next caller. I saw that you said that you are in Canada. How is that? So is is it similar to what's going on here in America or is it any different? Um, yeah, well it's kind of similar what's going on. Uh the thing is Trudeau is a very hard liberal, very proud liberal, likes to censor. He's trying to pass bills to censor people online and stuff like that. And he's trying to control the press, actually. Like, he's trying to... There's an independent news media called Rebel News. And he... So he's trying to make a bill where he can give his corporate media, like the CBC, and stuff to kind of keep an eye on them and try to control them. And so that they're fighting back by suing him. And so, yeah, that's why I said when stuff is going on here, it's kind of going down... What's going down in America is going down here. And... 
I mean, I'm sure everyone's heard about it, about the trucker convoy that went down to Ottawa and how he just killed it. And basically, he's just an upstart coward, like what many people, politicians in both sides of the party are, not just the liberal side. You can speak now, Don. Thank you for you know bringing that up too, because I think this whole polarized things with Democrats versus Republicans, conservatives versus averse liberals, it's been designed on purpose so we can consistently be we're distracted and attacking and upset with each other about things and pointing fingers at each other. And I'm always like, well, why are you pointing fingers just at the liberals? Because now like, they only point the fingers at you. This is by design. It's what they want you to, what they want from you guys. It's what they want to happen. They want us fighting each other instead of going after those two. Those two are the par- the problems. So I also forgot to mention this, and I know David saw it. So Mike Rothschild, um, he said something on Twitter, and I didn't even think he was going to reply to me at all. Let me see. Um, all I, okay, so what he said was, he reposted himself. He's like, you don't want unfettered, unmonitored, sat, settled with vigorous debate, free speech online. Trust me. If you think you do, spend an hour on Telegram, 8Con, or Gab. You'll change your mind about the need for moderation on social media. I didn't even read what he reposted of himself, so um, I just replied to what he said initially. And I just said the Constitution isn't up for debate. You've already lost. And then he reposted what I said. And... I did, like I said, I didn't think he's even going to reply because in his profile, he said he doesn't debate people. But he said, yes, the Constitution is exactly the same as the day it was signed. Never been amendment in any way. Brilliant political analysis. So for me, I did repost what he said, but I'll tell you real quick about what he's saying right there. And I've actually spoken on this, I believe, on my spaces and or here. Um, why do we have amendments, certain amendments? We have the Constitution the way it is, but a certain group of people were fighting against certain people's rights. So therefore, we had to do something to try to make sure those rights were not messed with. So you're kind of telling on your side when you say those things. Like, So why do we have these limits in the first place again? Huh. Huh. Because we were, Bill of Rights, the sorry, the Bill of Rights and Constitution, we were already supposed to be granted these particular rights. But we were not given them. Because a particular groups of people did not want other people to. They wanted to infringe on other people's rights. They wanted to oppress another group. They wanted to have cheap labor or free labor in that sense. And that's not just the black community. That was poor people. There's people from other countries or other colors. There was Native Americans that were slaves too. So when it comes down to it, a lot of these things were fighting against people who are like fighting against our rights like they are right now. And we wouldn't have to have these things if we actually upheld the Constitution the way we're supposed to. And there's some issues in the Constitution that can be fixed. But when I'm talking about no, when I'm talking about uh, when it comes down to our rights and our freedom of speech, um, this is a discussion that we're talking about right now when we're talking about that. So I replied to him, we're not going to be negotiating the Constitution because your type has lacked emotional intelligence. Grow a pair. It's like you people don't want their feelings hurt. Like, the only, the last time I think I really cared uh, that much about people, what well, they thought about me when I walked in a room was like my first day of school every year when I had a whole new outfit. Like, that's what I really cared about. But would I be like, hey, teacher, can you make sure they don't say anything about my outfit today? Because I, I have soft feelings. That's honestly what it looks like. That's honestly what it sounds like. It's like people can't speak on something and that you can't just disagree with it. You got to silence them. That's evil. That's dangerous. 
That's very dangerous. I would never want to do that to somebody else. Because when I was growing up, that's how I was raised. So let alone me actually living it now, and, and, and I'm thinking, like, after learning about the Constitution, Bill of Rights, everything in school, it's not exactly what I was taught growing up. Being shadow banned, I never heard of that until, like, I got on Twitter. And I'm like, holy crap, no wonder people never saw my things. Because they didn't want people seeing what I had to say. Somehow I, I skipped past it from the beginning of it. But this is this is awful. This is what they did with the the whole thing with the abolitionists. They were burning up. Like I said, I'm gonna bring it up all the time. Remind you guys, because I don't think people remember there was censorship going on then when they were trying to end slavery and when they were trying to mail out um, pamphlets and information out to the South about what's going on and have pictures on there because some people can't read because they weren't allowed to read and it was illegal mm-hmm. to teach them how to read. Come on, you guys. It's just because they may, oh, they're not, you're not, you're not seeing people get beat with whips. Then it's not the same thing to a certain extent. But, uh, go ahead, uh, David. No, everything you say is completely true. And honestly, though, the problem is, is people, when they want to, when they think of free speech, they mainly tend to go think to the Republican Party, but when they don't notice it as, Republicans are really guilty with censorship here too as well. Because if you do not agree with their party aligns and you don't do what they did, Donnie, like what they like when you were trying to run for office, they shut you down. Like they silenced you. And as of that, you, they, they kind of like killed your killed your chance of trying to get into Arlington for office here. So sure, there are less. I wouldn't say they. I wouldn't say they killed it. I'll say that they prevented it in a sense where they could have had me in there, but they didn't back me. They made excuses like, oh, it's a nonpartisan race. We don't get involved, which is not true because they were backing other mayor candidates in other cities. Yeah, exactly. And the person that they were advocating for was a flat out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, honestly, though, so they really have kind of shot their foot in their, their, their hand. They kind of shot themselves in the foot. But you also kind of realize, too, Sure, they are a lesser evil, but they're still an evil regardless. And it's not an evil you can fully trust them or trust them at all with. There are some genuinely good ones in there. Yes, there are. But then there's also some genuinely very spoiled apples that need to be thrown out into the trash, into the dumpster. So. Yes. And would you say, what percentage of the Republican Party do you think is good? Because I think that I can maybe name maybe. Okay, top of my head, I'll name one. But I think there's probably maybe five. Originally, I thought Marjorie was until, what's it called, that one guy who you interviewed from Georgia kind of said when he, until what, how Marjorie replied, and then, so I don't know mm-hmm. if I think of her anymore. Uh, I haven't heard anything, like, I don't know, like, I'm sure, like, I'm trying to think here, like, maybe Lauren Boebert's cool, I think. I mean, sure, her husband, but, did that thing, but I mean, one... Not everyone's going to be, but you can't say that she'll be like her husband, but then again, you wouldn't know, but I haven't heard anything about her being like her husband, and if she is, she'll lose my support 100%. Um, but you got to say, though, there is a few. Who do you think? I'll say one, for the, one for sure, I will say for now. I'm not going to say for sure, because, you know, anybody can fool you, yeah. but I like the snitch in the Congress, and he'd be telling on everybody, Thomas Massey. And he'll line it all out, too, and he'll explain how it's not constitutional, how the Constitution is supposed to actually def- defend us against the government. And, like, before, a few times, like, you know, when I was still kind of in my little Trump thing, 
you know what I'm saying? He said something about Trump one time. I'm like, man, this guy gets crap all the time, you guys. And I'm like, you guys, I was what you're doing right now, defending him for like no reason. It's like you got to stop doing that. And Matt, and Thomas was right about exactly what he said about Trump. And so I haven't necessarily seen, I'm not going to say no man has anything behind, but like what I've seen when it comes to the Constitution, Thomas Massey is pretty good. Um, oh, and then and I have another person, but she's not in Congress. She's actually the governor of South Dakota. They stabbed her in the back. The Republican Party and the, the right-leaning media they try to act like she was okay with the boys playing girls sports, and that's not what happened. I think a lot of people don't actually know how the government operates, so that's why they were able to fool. You know, it's easy to um, control and rule um, uh, a country or a nation full of ignorant people than there is if you were knowledgeable. So when when, when, you ha- when you have a Texas Congress, I'm sorry, not Texas, you know, South Dakota Congress, any Congress, every state has a Congress. It has to go through the House just like the federal government, and it goes to the Senate. Then, um, lieutenant, then it goes to governor. She said there's wording in here that can get us sued. I need you guys to rewrite it and bring it back. They acted like as if she was like, no, I'm not going to sign this because I supported transgenders playing with girls. That's not what happened. And by the way, note, um, she's never shut down her state. She never mandated anything. Mm-hmm. She doesn't do any of those things. But guess who gets praise? Ron DeSantis. He did all those things. And he has red flag laws in the state. Yeah, the reason though she's getting what's it called shamed upon is because when she didn't drop the vaccine passport, like she said that one she doesn't have the authority to drop that because one if a business wants to imply it, that's their choice and she has no right to imply it to intervene. So, so I I yeah. know about that one too. Here's t- okay, and I disagree with her when I saw that. Oh, but that when- one I disagree with her too. But I, yeah. but I think that she, but I don't agree with her for shutting her. I don't regret, I disagree. Hold on. How, let me word this. I, I disagree <laughs> with her on that, but I don't think, but I think she'd still be the best for South Dakota. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe she should stay as the governor. Sure. I disagree with her on maybe this, the vaccine passport thing, but one, who is, who is, I don't know about any other, Repu- any Republican for that. I don't know any other one. So. Like, so here, here's the thing, too, with that passport. I I want to try also look at this, too, because I try to be fair. But most people don't have good intentions. I think she's trying to be fair by not intervening with, as a government with businesses. where she, she should have been protecting the people from these businesses. Like I said with Twitter, when they say, oh, it's a private company, it should be able to do what they want to um, to people. And I feel like her intentions were to... Um, not have the government intervene and, you know, public affairs, but in a sense, she should have looked at it more so as her, the oath that she took of protecting people's, um, rights and liberties. But I think that was her intention was to try to follow the constitution and best. She's not, and like I said, that's when I say, I understand when someone's not perfect, you know, people like, Oh, there's no one that's perfect. There's no politician that's perfect. I get that. But when I'm looking at their intentions, their intentions look like they, they ain't trying to be perfect anyways. They're not trying to be follow their oath at all. So, yeah. and the other thing that um, people in South Dakota did not like that she was doing, but I think, like I said, again, her intentions, I think, were to look out for the people, was what she could have, should have did was say, um, you're not supposed to pay to for a license. You're not supposed to license your rights. That's the way she should have went. But instead, she has a state paying for those licenses. But I feel like the intentions were good. It just 
could be it should have been better you know so yeah but you know she gets she gets all this headache but then how many times do you see anyone you know criticizing Ron DeSantis and if they do um the 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 DeSantis cult or mob comes and attacks you and calls exactly. you a red coat but no one I barely ever see anyone go and protect Christy absolutely not they don't nothing is by design it's whoever wants whoever they want to be pop at the time that's who they want and that's what happens exactly like sure she's not perfect like no one is none of us are we were all created not to be perfect here but like you gotta you gotta admit though even though I disagree with the vaccine passport stuff, I think she'd still be a very, she'd still be wonderful. I mean, she went to CPAC last year and you'd think someone like that who enabled the vaccine passport wouldn't, but no, she went there. And I think she, her genuine intentions are good. I, I just maybe think her wording is not the best and maybe she can just improve on that. But overall, she's done well for her state. Like she's made her state prosper. And she never actually managed to. I'm sure with the lockdowns going on, without locking without locking her state down, there were some casualties. But that's going to happen. And she knew that, but she didn't want to infringe on people's rights. And so, thanks to that, her state's her state had the best economy during this pandemic, while others were not. That, right, exactly. And actually, their their economy has been booming. People have been moving there um, to her state. It's a beautiful state on top of oh, that. sure it is. And I, I, I don't have a connection with her, but I do. I would love to have her on one day and have this discussion with her um, because, you know, I want to have Thomas Massey on too, but I've also been looking for people who consider themselves Democrats who are constitutionalists, right? Mm-hmm. I'm looking, but the thing is I can't find them, and I don't think they don't exist. I think they do exist. They may be shadow banned. You may be, they may be censored and I can't find them because typically, um, I guess, uh, Robert Flamethrower, he actually had on a Democrat, um, who's more of a, I guess they said JFK kind of Democrat, um, who leans more towards the constitution's anti-corruption. And so like, I don't want to say, sit there and say both, um, cause you know, we've only named, um, people that were Republicans, but like I said, most part, like there's only a couple people I could name off the top of my head, who I think who are the closest to supporting the Constitution who are in office. But, like, I, I've been looking for the, on the Democrat side, and I think they do exist, but they don't get, they're not on TV all the time, right? They don't get airtime. Some of the best people, we probably don't even know they're pretty good. They don't get airtime. They're not getting all the attention. It's by, like I said, all the time, it's by design. But, David, thank you for coming up here. Baldy, I'm going to throw you up here as well. You can drop your gems. But let me anyway, double I have to. I have to head out. I wanted to come chat for a bit. I was hoping to chat a little bit more about Elon and stuff, but I think we've basically had that conversation now. Anyway, take care, everybody. Have a good, good, have a wonderful Good Friday. So take care. And you yeah. too. You yeah. too. God bless you, David. Thank you so much. God, God hey. bless you as well. Thank you for coming, Baldy. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and add you. Uh, we have another one right afterwards. We're going to be talking about Texas, Greg Abbott, the um, border and everything next. So after you go, we're going to go ahead and shut this one down. And at 445, we start the next one. So I want to keep these ones, uh, these little shows really short and simple. And then the long shows obviously are at 730. But I feel like sometimes I have a lot to talk about on Friday. 
and I wanted us to in, engage. And last night I was a little disappointed because of my own software issues. I was having, I was sad. I couldn't play the anthem. Um, my phone wouldn't stay charged. <laughs> and, um, and I usually want to make sure we hear everybody, but we didn't get that chance yesterday. But we do have a part two from yesterday for next Thursday. And I'll be talking, I'm supposed to talk to him today um, about some things, but that was awesome. I really enjoyed that show. I learned a lot from him. Um, I liked his uh, style where when he was talking about something, he told you to look it up and then we would participate together and put things in a link, in a link. So it's it's like, oh, you're just saying this and I will just believe you. Or like he he wants you guys to actually look into your own research and not just believe whatever someone else tells you to believe. I thought that was amazing. So I cannot wait till next Thursday for that to go down again. But Baldy, howdy do. Go ahead and drop some gems. How you doing? Good. Beautiful. Good doing? Friday. Uh, I'm getting ready for uh, Resurrection Sunday. I mean, with a great anticipation, celebrating the freest day that, of why all Christians have validity because of the resurrection. So that should be first and foremost yeah. in free speech. Baldy, I appreciate you for saying that, but we do have a short time in the top. Okay, well, I'll make it. I'll make it quick. I I, yeah. I I love this this topic on free speech. We need to address it because it's been attacked. We've been censored, and it's a no more. Yes, there's Elon Musk. He said something concerning free speech. He said, but I still I'm still not convinced. I want to see actions on his part. He's got to move fast. I know he is a big, has a big tidal wave against him. Um, I, I think it's uh, Mr. Torball from uh, from Gab. He, he sent him a letter. I read it. I read it on Cole's show yesterday. And basically he's telling him, he's welcoming him, but at the same time he's telling him about the setbacks. Okay. Not only in other countries, well, but he's telling... How long have you been here? I read the letter already. Yeah. I, yeah. No, I heard you. I heard you. But in regards to, because it goes back to free speech, he's basically uh, inviting him. But anyway, regarding free speech, we need to fight for it because, you know what? It's these Democrat, these socialist Democrats that are trying to deprive us, which is part of their Marxist uh, culture. They had it in the 60s when they, when, they, when, they, when they protested against the war and all this. They claimed so much about the, the, the freedom of speech. Now, now we have it. We've had it not because of them, but because of the founding fathers. Now they're trying to deprive us one way or another, whether in social media, anywhere where we ha- want to have a voice, they want to be there to just shut us down. Not a debate, kind of like that guy that you mentioned earlier that, that, uh, gave you some feedback, basically going against you. You wanted to have them on the show. They don't want a debate. They know they can't beat you in a debate. They won't win a debate against a Republican. A well-armed individual with a constitution regarding free speech, they'll never win. They know it very well. So what is it what they do? They'll just act infantile and shut the door. That's the most they could do because there's nothing up there, nothing but emotional nonsense, sensitivity, kind of like what Torvalds uh, said to that letter and, and, you know, the, the, what was it? I think it's the, those that are soft, the generation of softy, the ones that, that, that everything, they can't hear anything because it offends them. That's bullshit. You know what? That's why we have the free, the the the, uh, the First Amendment, freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of the press. Why? Because the previous government, which was Britain, 
was always constantly shutting people down and depriving them too, not only of free speech, but of their of the freedom of the press and freedom of to express their religious beliefs. So the, enough is enough because these people, if they get their way, Donnie, they're going to do whatever the hell they want with us to control. They want to speak, but not us. And that's not right. I get it back to you. No, it's not. And here's the thing. I want to make sure I clarify over and over again. It's both parties doing it. And then if you want to, the best example I'll give you too is outside of the social media ones. Why is it that the Republican and Democrat party get to go on TV when there's a presidential election? Why are they the only ones who get discussed and highlighted in the news? Because they're both of them own the news media. That's not free press. How come the independents aren't being funded by the government in order to have their studios, even though they can't afford them or they don't have the viewers to support that? So it, it, we have, this is the problem. We're not going to find any kind of solution or unity on this if we keep pointing fingers at back and forth at only one party and another party. They're both doing it. You can't say anything or criticize Israel or nothing without being called anti-Semitic on the right or the left, I guess, too. But there's both both sides are, are censoring people. Gitter, I get no engagement on there. Um, True social, people have been posting the things that they were being censored on on both these platforms. Supposedly, the Republicans have started. This is this this is the people have to realize. This is about who controls the narrative, who controls what people think. And as people, if we don't want them continuously to control them, we need to find our own solutions and different ideas in order to um, be able to hear each other. And when we have people like myself or Cole or Blondie or anyone who wants to speak and be um, the media for the people, then we have to get behind and support those people and listen and engage. Turn off Fox News. Turn off CNN. Go and actually listen to the things directly because myself, personally, I'll go find the, the source directly. I'm not going to repeat, oh, I heard I heard this person say this on Fox News. And I'm repeating someone else's interpretation or propaganda instead of actually looking at it myself and making my own dis- my decisions on it. Like, I got, we're about to segue into my new show. I've got a lot of crap because I've been giving crap to Abbott and them. The Texas Constitution says that he has a right to do something if there's an invasion at the border. There is an invasion at the border. But it's sitting there, instead of doing something about it, it's about pointing the finger at the Democrats. This is on purpose. We have to stop falling for their games and stop pointing fingers at each other because we can't get anything accomplished that way. So we have to unite behind our freedoms and our rights. We're not going to accomplish that by going, oh, it's the Republicans' fault. It's the Democrats' fault. Hell, it's everybody's fault. Every single one of our faults. Take the initiative to do something about it. If you really, truly want free speech like you said you did, then how come people didn't go to Gap? Because they wanted their famous their popular, famous public figures to be following them and get retweeted and reposted by those people instead of coming on Gab and actually having free speech. Where's the incentive in that? It comes down to what you actually value. And now you know me, I'm still on Twitter. I know they censor, but I'll be on there until they kick me off. Or until like I just completely just don't like the, I find the platform not useful anymore. So let's go ahead and close out the anthem. And then we have another one at 445 to discuss Texas, Abbott, and the invasion and the border. Here we go. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, 
that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it, and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form, as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence, indeed, will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes, and accordingly all experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer, while evils are sufferable, than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations, pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty, to throw off such government, and to provide new guards for their future security. You're tuning into The Constitutionalist with Donnie the Don. Don't be political property. Be free.